A dance CEO thrives every day with focus on gratitude, growth, and feeling aligned. Unapologetically putting themselves first, striving to become their best self personally and professionally, creating their own definition of fulfillment and success, rejecting the starving artist mentality and competition mindset for one of abundance in all things, including the success of other dance business owners. Welcome to the Dance CEO Podcast. Hello, I'm Audra Allen, the Dance CEO Coach, lifelong dancer, choreographer, and educator. I'm a happily remarried, part-time mom of two little humans and three bonus little humans, proud thriver of adult-diagnosed ADHD, lover of the beach, travel, houseplants, reading, and your host for today's episode. Thank you for being here. Hello, welcome listeners. So happy to have you here. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with Justine Mentor. She is a phenomenal businesswoman and leader in guiding our dancers and pre-professionals in the dance world to their careers. And I just want to let her introduce herself. Welcome, Justine. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I would love to know more about your background and how you got to where you are today with your business, which we'll talk more about in a minute as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> I am from Dallas originally, but I've been in LA for the past 15 years working as an educator and choreographer and, you know, all the multi-hyphenate things because that's what yes. we have to do, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I grew up dancing. I I was not a competition dancer, actually. I did RAD ballet. And then in high school, I transitioned to drill team, you know, Texas drill team represent and went to college, did not study dance in college either. Um, so, you know, just trying to do my own thing. Uh, I went to Indiana University and then I moved out to LA. And pretty soon after that, I actually started my own company. It was a dance performance company called Flirt. So it was dance entertainment. And we did our own productions a couple of times a year. And then we also hired dancers out for gigs. So I did that for about five years regularly and then project based for a couple of years after that. And in between that, I was choreographing and getting on the dance convention circuit. So I've been an educator on that circuit for a while. And it's it's always like awkward talking about yourself. I'm like, I did this, I did that. I don't want to come off that way. Um, but, but it's it so cool. good. It's so yeah, good for it's- us to hear, right? Because no one, like very rarely does somebody have just from entered a studio at three years old to a professional dance career in an exclusive company, right? We all honestly have such diverse journeys that I think it just totally. reminds us that our unique journeys are normal. So it's great to hear all the things you've been doing. Yeah. And I don't know, somewhere in there, I got married and had three children. So I'm doing a lot of that right now, a lot of juggling. And I started my own business, another one, a couple of years ago called Mentor Management, where I provide career coaching for professional and aspiring dancers. That's amazing. I love that. Thanks so much for sharing. I also want to know, like, what's something unique about you, Justine, like that maybe someone wouldn't know just like off the top? Like a fun fact? Yeah, let's do a fun fact. My parents are South African, so I am first generation American. That is a really cool fun fact. Yeah. yeah. Love so they that. have an accent and all that. And 
I can do it if I want to. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So now if anybody ever runs into Justine anywhere in the dance world, just be like, hey. <laughs> I love it. So good. Right. Let's hear the accent. Yes. Hello, Justine. I heard that you have an accent you could do if you <laughs> wanted to. Um, thanks for sharing all that. That was really good. And also I learned more about your background. So like that was good for me. Of course, we're here to talk about your business and who you are as a business owner and CEO. So tell us a little bit more about your business. Dive in. You already said like who you serve, but like really like what is the nitty gritty? Like what are the outcomes and the services, like the, the transformations you provide? Yeah. So I wanted to start a company that I saw a void in the dance community a couple of years ago. Um, I have been teaching at AMDA College and Conservatory of the Performing Arts here in Los Angeles for nine years on and off. So I've been a part of their senior team for a while, and that really amounted to a lot of pre-professional development. And making sure that they had not only the physical tools, you know, shoulders down, tummy in and long legs and 18 pirouettes, but also the professional tools that they marketing tools that they needed to function as a professional in an industry. And usually that is the entertainment industry and not just the dance industry, because they are, that's what you are um, going into. So right. the business that I started was really formed around more actionable tools as opposed to just advice. So I really concentrate on helping people submit themselves better mm. and look more professional. So they are organized and ready and prepared to tackle an industry that is quite difficult to just rely on talent alone. So that's okay. resumes, headshots, reels, um, social media, like, as a casting tool, I'm not like an influencer, so I can't really tell people how to get a million followers, but I help them set it up so that it provides a casting tool for them. Um, I want to go back to since you just said, you're like, so because people can't rely on talent alone. I love that. I know we're not going to be diving into like that side of things, but yes, I think that applies everywhere, right? Yeah. Especially even as business owners, we all have certain things that are natural for us running our business, but we can't rely exclusively on that. There's other areas that would completely flop in our business and it wouldn't be successful if we just focused on talent alone. So just a friendly reminder in the back for, <laughs> for those who need a, a gentle reminder about that. Yeah. Um, I also heard in there, I'm actually hearing, which is, um, I know something that you speak to is you're, you're helping them with their branding. Like that's really what it comes down to. And for me, the term branding, I wasn't familiar with it when I first started, like it was something I learned about when I first started my business. And of course, I think the superficial idea of branding is like your logo and like the colors you're going to use, right? Which is one part of it after you do the internal work of what that is. So I want to like dive into that. What would you, if I was someone who said, hey, Justine, I want to like make sure I'm ready for the industry and I want to talk about branding with you. What would be like the first thing you'd want me to know? Well, I agree with you. And I also think branding is not just like a logo or color. And this is what I tell all the dance artists that I work with when we talk about branding. I say your brand is you. Mm -hmm. Your brand is your face and your name. And it's what you offer as an artist alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, a lot of people, this happens in the commercial dance world with agencies. They'll be like, 
do I ask if they're like in a meeting to get representation? They're like, do I like, do I ask them how many clients they have that are like me? Like how many blondes they have? So maybe if they have too many blondes, I'm not going to get sent out enough. And the answer is no, (laughs) don't ask them that because that Jessica blonde over there isn't going to be the same as you because you have background in tap and Ariel and you have this type of vibe and this type of essence to you as an artist. And that is what creates your brand. And the whole thing about making it a digital footprint is just making sure that you're able to amplify those things and Mm -hmm. put them out and in a consistent way. Yes. Yes. And I, um, this is totally right relatable to our business right yeah yeah so like the end of the day the per like the if someone were to hire either of us they're not hiring the name of our business they're hiring us individual who made the business happen so when i have a client sit with me and work with me as a one-on-one you know with one-on-one coaching they're working with audra who is bringing all these things, but the branding, the visual marketing branding they saw is the dance CEO coach, the fact that I use blues, which was an intentional thought, my logo I have, which of course is something that helps remember, right? But then at the day, what people remember in my experience is the feeling that they have when they work or interact with you. So that's, it goes to the same for the dancers, right? Like yeah. it's the feeling that they had when they auditioned you. Like when I've been on the side where I'm auditioning dancers, right? The things that stand out to me isn't how many turns someone did or their leg on there. Cause there's so many dancers who can do that. It's how they showed up, their personality that came across, you know, just like, do I want to spend time with that individual in the studio or on production or and that is what comes across. So, but also um, I don't think branding, don't correct me if you're, you know, what are your thoughts on this too? But I don't think branding is like a mask. I think branding is needs to be authentic, right? So, cause at the end of the day, they are spending time with you. So if you put on a certain front, like in the audition or like, okay, this is how I, like, this is how I run my business, but then really truly you don't run your business like that, or you don't really behave like that when you're in the studio, then you were just very misleading. And they, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I'm just like rambling now. <laughs> no, I love it. We're, we're soundboarding. We're soundboarding. Um, Well, there's a few solutions that I would offer to people. And it's like putting out maybe better captions within their work. So they're not just putting final product out, but Mm. they're putting process. Mm. So I think for a dancer, I think that's important because we are making artistic choices with our bodies and with our performance. So I think you could do that with captions and, you know, uh, not everybody's comfortable speaking to the camera. So I don't, I'm not like, you have to do this. Um, but you know, just putting things out that might show their, again, process as opposed to product. That's so applicable to all of us in the dance world though. Cause we all just desire to only show the perfection. Cause that was something that was ingrained in us since we were totally. little. And that's yeah. something I definitely speak to, um, you know, we're humans first and yeah. dance business owner second and yeah. uh i mean i'm guilty of this sometimes i'm like oh that's not that's not you know i don't know if i want that other but the truth is like i told you before we hit record i'm only gonna edit out something on this if it's like a major like all of a sudden maybe like a dump truck goes by and we can't hear each other right like yeah. i'm not gonna edit out like this is it like we're having a conversation and i mm-hmm. it's taking me time to get comfortable with this but i want to help others get comfortable with this how's yeah. that for you as a business owner that, that philosophy that you want to try and help your dancers, how's that for you personally? Yeah, it, it's a struggle. I think all the time's a challenge for every, for anyone. I 
my biggest struggle with it actually and is having two different accounts on my mm. Instagram. So I have my personal account that I made long a long time ago and had have had for years and um and so I'm always kind of like do I which story do I post this on, you know, like and then I try to keep some stuff separate but I'm also so it's that finding what I want to share on which platform um cuz on my personal account I don't want to be blasting people too much with mental management stuff and then on my mental management I'm like well they don't really want to see all my mom stuff because that's not who my clientele is here and they're like that's not they're not going to relate to that so I'm kind of like "Hmm." so I I only share like bits and pieces of it which I think is okay but I think what you're talking to is just kind of like that daily like "Hmm, how do I share this what am I not Mm -hmm. and then I just try to um put myself out there as much as I can which is as you know, is limited. We're limited with our time and limited with what we want to give. But I make sure that I show up in some form or fashion to my followers or or to my mailing list or whatever it is so that I'm writing what I believe. And if that's not for that person, then they can click through and unsubscribe or unfollow or whatever it may be. But I, I can't, I think at this point in my career, like I've definitely been able to accept that I'm not for everybody and, and everyone's not for me either so that I can just like, I can speak to the camera and talk about my philosophies within the dance realm and professionalism and what I believe in. And I'm just like, you know, take it or leave it. You can certainly swipe through and that's okay. Yeah. Someone will listen. Yes. There will be people who listen. I'll be people who want to go somewhere else. And, uh, that was definitely a steep learning curve for me when I started my business, right? Because oh, yeah. someone not wanting to listen to me, right? Which I suspect a lot of my clients to say the same thing, which is, you know, it's a sense of, it's a rejection is how we take it, right? Like, oh no, what's wrong with me? What do oh, I need right. to change? Because they're not interested versus, okay, cool. You just, you just did me the favor of filtering yourself out. And that's one less person who's going to take up space when someone else who wants to be here could be here. And yeah. Um, yeah, and I love that. I also feel a lot more comfortable now where I'm like, I'm here just doing the thing and welcome. And if you're not comfortable, you know, the door's always open, but you don't have yeah. to hang out. But it took right. work to get here and a lot of internal work and accepting that mistakes. And like you said, the well, not, yeah, we'll say mistakes, but like the process, right? That you just shared that you want yeah. your dancers to go through. That is vital, right? Because again, I don't know about you, but I don't want my business to be my life or my business to support my life and be a part of it. And yes. allowing that the process is realistic and that um, is really helpful for me. And I enjoy it a lot more because I've, I've taken away the stigma or the expectation I had on myself of the, perf- the perfect everything. Right. So, so important. Yes. Yes. So um, Let's dive a little bit more into running your business. You mentioned you're okay. a mom of three little humans yes. and married. And how, let's just, what is a day in the life of Justine balancing, aka it's not going to be perfectly balanced, but balancing the act of constantly trying to make mm-hmm. keeping your humans alive and your business running happen at the same time while also being in a relationship? What's the day to day? Like you wake up in the morning and let's just walk through your day to day. Oh my God, it's such a mess. That's okay. That um, that's realistic. Bring let's, the mess. Let's let's just <laughs> bring the talk, mess. Let's talk about it. Let's speaking do it. of not perfect. This is it. Here we go. Right here it is. Um. Okay. So I wake up with my kids. Although my husband and I do have a deal, so we trade off days because 
our littles do get up pretty, pretty early, like six. And so we trade off because <laughs> we, we, we got to have some time. Um, although on the weekdays, it's not as, it's not a ton of sleep in time, but at least on the weekend, we get one day. So that's like, that's our thing. Anyways, that. side note. Okay, so but no, that, that's like up. a big note. Like, yeah, I'm a single mom right now, but when I have a partner, my, like, you know, I'm dating somebody, you know, but like when I'm married and that's yes. a thing again, like I'm bringing that up. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's helpful. I mean, my husband is full-time, works full-time and also has another, he has his own business and he also works full-time. So mm. he's like, constantly working so I mean he understands like the hustle and all of that for sure like right now he's I mean the baby is sleeping so he's kind of like on watch but I'm in his office right now working so he's like sacrificing you know so it's a it's a give and take mm-hmm. all the time it can consistently like mm-hmm. it's a constant thing um so I'll wake up with the kids usually I spend the first couple hours of the day just like getting my physical uh, space in order. So, um, I do a lot of just like tidying up. I just want things to look nice while I'm, I don't want to like think about mess or laundry or whatever. Um, and then I do a lot of surrendering and say, and I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to do that some other time. And I know that people are like, don't focus on that. Just do what you need to do for you. But I need that. Like Mm -hmm. I need to do that. It's just, (laughs) that's what I need. So I, tidy up, I guess would be the word. And I kind of like have my baby around and we're doing it together. And then she's playing where I'm doing stuff. And then obviously pulls everything out of the cabinet and I have to do that part again. And you know, that kind yep. of thing. Cause she's yep. the one and she's curious. <laughs> um, and then what she'll go down for her morning nap and I make my tea and I sit down and that's when I start hunkering down and doing work. Um, or I, during that tidy up time, I'll take a do a stroller walk during that time and I'll listen to a podcast or I'll maybe even type some emails out. So that's the time that I'll kind of get some things done too. Or I just take that time for me. I've, we have a great neighborhood for walking. So we'll get that done. Um, yeah. And then maybe Peloton, maybe not. That kind of, it's also like functions in my morning schedule, rotates in and out. And then yeah, working for about an hour and a half to two hours during the nap time hustle. And then I'm usually off doing something else. And then the next time that I'm working on my business is usually at night when they go down to sleep. Sounds like me. Sometimes <laughs> during the afternoon, uh, I do have a nanny that comes in the afternoon. So she helps me out sometimes, but it's only on the days where like, I'm not shuffling this one to soccer and that one to a doctor's appointment and whatever. So, um, I do have my Wednesdays dedicated to my clients. So I'll do that time after school or before pickup. So I'd like do that during the afternoons on Wednesdays. I'll do my, um, podcast recordings on Wednesday mornings, most of the time, and then I reserve some time on Mondays and Thursdays for consultations. And yeah, I try to make sure I really like dedicate specific time on different days for different tasks. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'm all over the place mm-hmm. and I still need about 18 more hours yep. a week to do <laughs> everything that I need to do. I mean, yep. I have like a running list of things and I'm like, I gotta do that. I gotta do that. 
And a lot of the time I'm improvising or I'm kind of just like, oh, I should do that because I'm a little bit spontaneous. So I will kind of be like, oh, I'm going to run this promotion. This sounds like fun. I'm going to do that. And let's, let's launch this. And I don't um, plan it as heavily as I probably should. Um, but that's just kind of like the season that I'm in right now. And I, I don't have enough time otherwise to allow for quarterly planning and team trainings and whatnot. I used to have more people on my team and I, they have kind of been able to, they got busy, let's say. And so I'm still on great terms with them and they still do some things for me here and there when I'm like really, really frazzled, but it's mostly now just me doing everything. So I do have a very specific system that works or semi working. I don't know what you would call that, um, (laughs) is kind of functioning for me. So yeah, that's how I get things done. That's kind of like a day-to-day week to week process and it's a work in progress. That was beautiful. I like, thanks for sharing all of that. Like, yeah, I mean, the key things I heard is that you're human, yeah. that you're living your life first and your business second. So you're making sure that the priorities are where they need to be and that you are using your magnificent skill set of being a creative to make it happen. Like that's perfect. Like to me, that's perfection is it's not perfect, right? It's the messiness. Right. I love that. Like I'm actually in a season myself where I don't have team members right now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I just want to point out that for a minute, which is it's mm-hmm. totally okay to go through seasons where maybe you do have more team members and maybe you don't have any based on what's happening in your life and things, you know, come and go in your business and shift. And it's totally okay if you find yourself as um, where it makes sense to not have any because maybe you're getting ready to do the next big thing and you just want to kind of shore back up for a little bit and re- refigure out what it is without spending the money extra until you're ready to figure out where's the money going to go again. And I think that's a really good point. And doesn't mean your business isn't growing. It means actually you probably are leveling up because you're getting more clear on how you want to invest your, your money into your business moving forward. Yeah. So I think that's really great. I think that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'll like... Yeah. To give like another example of little humans. So I'm divorced. I share my kids two weeks on and two weeks off with their dad, 50-50. And I have my kids right now. And so that means the weeks I have my children, we wake up. I wake up. Well, my kid also give context. My kids are eight and six. So like finally, my youngest is sleeping through the night. So like I'm finally starting mm-hmm. taking on. I'm experiencing a new level in like this parenting thing. Yes. It's quite amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, but we're up by seven. I have them to school by eight. And then I do have the day. And that's when I like get work done. But like normally it's after I drop them off is when I do like my Pilates or like my workout or whatever and finish getting yeah. ready. And then I have time in there, but I'm picking up my kids by 4 p.m. We have the Indians together. And if I'm working on anything, it's going to be after they're in bed at 8 or 8.30, yeah. right? So same idea. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely chunked up or um, yeah, it's never like, I'm, it's never all consistent. Things will change because of course kids will be homesick right. and like, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. So the flexibility is still there. And I love that you recognize that you have dedicated like certain times and days it's for this. Like I do like to, I like to do podcast review, uh, inter, um, interviews and recordings on Mondays and Fridays for me. Like that mm-hmm. makes sense for me. I like to start and end my week because it's such a creative and rejuvenating process for yeah. me. So I love that. So yeah, it's like, there's no one way to do this. Like the right, point right. is we're living our life first and is how you're living your life satisfactory to you. Do you enjoy it? 
and then how you have it working with your business. If you wake up like resenting what the process is, I would encourage you yeah. and speak to in general the listeners, right? Not just yeah. Justine, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, totally. right? Like, totally. t- like take an inventory and say, okay, why am I resenting the process? Because that's not why we mm-hmm. have our businesses. We didn't start yeah. our businesses to resent our lives. We started our businesses yeah. because we wanted more control in our lives and to enjoy it more. So that's totally yeah. okay to check in and say, this isn't working for me anymore. Like you said, the word season, you're in a different, no, maybe you're in a different season now and your needs and what what's working and what's not working has shifted. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. So beautiful. Um, I want to hear a little bit more about you starting your business because I know you mm-hmm. said I started my business because I know you already started your dance company before. So you already had that yeah. experience. So mm-hmm. for you, it wasn't like, me when I was like, how do I start a dance business in Louisiana? Google, right? Like the very first thing I did. So yeah. what was it for you starting this bu- starting this business? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, <laughs> well, with Flirt, with that company, that was very, very organic. And I didn't know I was starting a business, mm-hmm. really. It was kind of a a group of us who were performing together often. And then we started auditioning together and then it was, it was like, all right, let's, let's, let's do it. We drove literally along Melrose to figure out the name of the company. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. We did auditions and then all of a sudden there was a hundred people at our auditions and we were, I mean, it was just awesome. So that was super, super organic and non-intentional really. And with mentor management, I knew after having kids, so I'd had two kids at this point that I needed to pivot in some way because of my schedule and my availability. And also like what you were saying before, like my priorities at this point, like I wasn't a lot of what I was doing was traveling on the weekends for convention or judging Mm -hmm. and going international. I was teaching internationally. I was teaching all over the country. I was taking any job whenever, because mm-hmm. I didn't have any responsibility. I knew yeah. I did have a dog um, and I had a relationship, but we were both working and living that LA life and hustle. And I could do anything without asking anyone first, you know, or needing a sub for me and my home, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I always <laughs> call it that. Cause it's like, you know, when you have a regular teaching job, you need a sub when you're not there, but I need a sub for like my regular life. So. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. So with with all of that, I'm just kind of giving a lot of backstory on this. This is good. Yeah. So I was like, I need to be doing something else. And I I missed, I missed like being in charge of my own thing. Like I really I feel that I'm thriving as a person when I'm creating my own opportunities and when I'm in in the driver's seat. Mm. And I missed being the leader. And the community also that that also offered. So I would say that was kind of where my thinking was. And I wanted to kind of be in a different seat in terms of, you know, being not being behind the table as a creator necessarily in the artistic sense Mm -hmm. or like the conventional sense, let's say in choreography, artistic direction, Mm -hmm. producing. But I wanted to kind of, be a manager actually was what it started out as. So I had a lot of these ideas. I even actually met with my agent here who another little side story. He was actually my manager at some point. So Jim Keith is my manager here in L- or sorry, 
Freudian slip, was my agent here in LA. He's been my agent for about 10 years. I met with him because he had a lot of, I'm saying that because he had a lot of experience Mm -hmm. being a dance manager and he was mine. So I really wanted to pick his brain. And I knew the name mentor management was like where I wanted to go because I mean, it's my name, but also like really who I am Mm -hmm. with all of the work I was doing with the college. And as well, that's really the role that I took on with my dance company as well. Like, you know, packaging all of those dancers up and how to kind of market them and us as a whole. So I was doing a ton of that work with them as well, Mm -hmm. just organically. And then I had that meeting with him. I want to say like February of 2020. Mm. So you kind of see where this is going. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit and I was really researching like all the things of like starting a management company in Los Angeles. And then obviously COVID hit and no one had time to do anything, but all the time to do everything, like Mm -hmm. kind of a mix of all of that. And I decided to take it in a different direction with really what I know, which was education. So really all it took in that moment was for me to take out spiral notebook and a pen and just start start going and it just kind of poured out of me everything that I wanted to be in that first iteration and that's kind of where it went or that's how it started and then I brought on somebody to help me like almost immediately who had been a former student of mine um, because I knew I needed help in that realm and I also was endeavoring in a digital business and not a mm-hmm. in-person one. So that was a new lane for me, mm-hmm. even though I had already operated, owned and operated a LLC, you know, company before mm-hmm. it was just different with being a digital company and yeah, it's taken on a lot of forms since then, but that it was a really, really long version <laughs> oh, I love it. of how I started it. Yeah. And I mean, you didn't do it alone. Like you said, you had, you had connections, networking, (laughs) um, from those you worked with into a student you used to have, but also like you realize you rallied, rallied, I'm trying to say realized and rallied. (laughs) You rallied, (laughs) you rallied. Yes. (laughs) I love it. I don't think we should keep that one though. Um, I think you rallied your resources. Like And that's something that I've experienced and witnessed and felt myself and see regularly is that business is not a common discussion in the dance world. Right. And like then the expectation that I had was, well, my idea of business is a Fortune 500 company, a tall, you know, building lots of people in boardrooms with suits. And it needs to be a certain way to be a legitimate business. Right. And uh, really, business can be whatever you want it to be. Like that's what's beautiful. And the one that we most commonly know in the dance world, of course, is being a dance studio owner, but literally, especially because of COVID, there's so many opportunities of what business can be like. It's beautiful. And um, yeah, I like that you were just like, this is the thing that I want to do. And then you said, uh, I love that you said your first iteration of the business. And I totally resonate. I'm in like my fourth <laughs> iteration of my business and I'm four years in, but this one, I'm like, I, those iterations were necessary, which you probably have feeling about right to get to get to me where I am now. If I hadn't gone through those, I wouldn't be more clear now on what I'm doing and how I'm showing up for my community. I suspect you probably feel the same about that. Yeah, I do. 
<laughs> it's beautiful. Um, so I want to know a little bit more on the running the business thing for you. So what would you say is a strength you have with running your business? <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I mean, I, I definitely think I'm like, I'm resourceful. So, um, I know how to get what I need and make it happen. I'm, I'm a make it happen person. Mm. I'm that way for myself, for my business, for my, for anyone in my life. I'm like that. I show up for people and I'm, yeah, I'm going to make things happen. That's what makes me a good producer. That would, that's what makes me, um, effective for my clients. And I just have a very keen way of problem solving, I guess would be the word. That's great. And, um, do you have like a favorite productivity hack that you want to share with fellow dance business owners? That is a good question. I'm definitely, um, not sure I'm the person to ask about productivity. Um, well, the hack is, a I guess the, the <laughs> hack would be right. Um, I guess the hack would be block scheduling mm -hmm. and making sure that it's all, um, specific and yeah. having programs that work for you. Like for me, I, uh, in the beginning, my first iteration, I was like, okay, you can Venmo me here and then you can do this there and then go to this program. And it was mm -hmm. like, I really wanted to hone in on the client and customer experience. So I changed all of the back end of everything. And now I literally run everything off of my site. So it's just way easier for me to run and yeah, Squarespace. I would, that's my hack, I guess. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. So to maybe more help clarify. Um, so I love that you recognize this for you first, right? You said you wanted to help your clients, but also for you, right? Because you were going all over the place trying to track all the things. And I know what it's like to have a million tabs open. Like, okay, they paid me on Venmo here. So I need to update the free invoice system I use that they got paid. But then I need to document it here because I'm trying to track it all. But then I also think right. over here because they scheduled something. And yes. then, yeah. And so then also, and I know as a user, right? You show up and you're like, wait, what am I supposed to do? Why do I have to go to 700 different places to make all these yeah. things happen? And then it's actually a turnoff. You can actually lose business when that happens. Yeah. So mm -hmm. when you're when you're aware of what the user client experience is, that's just as important, if not more, because you can you can deal with all the things. But if right. your clients are not wanting to do that. So I love yeah. that you figured out what works for you to get it. I've also been in the process like I now have a system that like streamlines. I'm like, yes, I like it. And my clients can give me great feedback. So I know I'm in a good spot with all yes. of this. It's so good. Yeah. And in my second season now, too, with my podcast, I have changed that all, too. Before mm. I was also using, I was using Calendly for scheduling just for podcasts, but I still had Acuity through Squarespace for my regular clients. So I was like, why am I doing that? Yeah. I actually am I curious. this account. I'm actually, I'm curious. Just like, what was, why was I doing that? I yeah. don't know. I think, <laughs> I think it was such a step. Okay. You know what? Here's, here's the explanation. I'll try. Curious. I'm ready. I'm ready. The reason how I, I started my podcast was because I had already had like 15 different IG live conversations mm -hmm. already recorded. So I wasn't going through a process of getting a podcast guest and like having them fill out all this stuff and whatever. It was like, Hey, can you go on Instagram live with me? Like just again, using my resources, using my connections in the industry and saying, Hey, can you go live with me? It wasn't streamlined at all. And there was no, um, 
there was no backend behind it. And then eventually once I was like, I should just put these all up. Why am I not using all this content? Plus no one's going on an IG live and listening for that long. So, um, yeah, because I had a problem with that. I feel like when you go on Instagram live, you can't keep scrolling in the app. Like it'd be really cool if the IG live would like pop out, you know, mm-hmm. and then you could still go on that. Anyways. Have you submitted like that podcast? As, have you submitted that as a suggestion yet to you? No, I haven't. I, I feel like that. we all who are listening to this need to not go on yeah. and make that a suggestion because that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Let's go and DM Adam Mosseri. Let's do like, I was actually just thinking. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so that's that's probably why. And then I think when it when that happened, I just was like, I don't know. I'd used Calendly before I switched over everything Squarespace so that they use Acuity. Um, and I, I just, I guess I wanted to keep it separate. And then I just like emailed them a release form. And then I was like a long email, like here, get back to me with X, Y, and Z. And that's kind of like how it started because I was, I was only, I was getting that thing way after the fact, after I had interviewed, interviewed them or had the conversation so I was like hey you know getting an email from them but now that I'm like actively getting different things and actually doing the interviews I've now everything and even as of it was probably just like a month ago that I changed everything over to using the intake forms and all through the scheduling on the Squarespace so that it's all literally right there and all goes through it and it's all in one place way easier probably for, for my clients and the guests and me and everything yeah. But that's I, probably why, because I was doing Instagram. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, don't like, I mean, I started my podcast. I mean, I, I've always wanted to have a podcast for like three years now, but I knew it was finally the time when I just kept having these amazing Zoom calls just to meet more people. Yeah. And it's like, why am I not like almost everybody right. I've had on here now that I'm bringing on as guests or people I already had like an unrecorded amazing conversation with. So it's like, yeah. we need to do this again, but now we need to record it. And so totally. I'm like, yeah, this needs to be a thing. Um, yeah, I totally get that. It is something like when you're in it and you got a system that was working and you don't really give yourself time to look and reflect on on the business, mm-hmm. right? You just keep doing the system that was initially working and then it takes time. Like you eventually got to the point where you're like, wait, I need to check out why, what's happening? Is this still serving me or not? And then you take right. time to work on the business and shift up what needs to up level, weed out, add in, and then you update yes. your, your process, which yes. is totally normal. And I love that like you're out of space now. I think our processes are similar. I think I still have a little bit more. I mean, you're season two and I'm season one, but also I've been an, on enough podcasts now that I was kind of like familiar with like the user experience, like, oh, this probably mm-hmm. must be like on the, you know, so I was like kind of, I, I think I'm down to like, there's a few things to do versus, so I'm, I think I'm in a good starting place. Yes, <laughs> totally. I mean, hey, you are on the Zoom. You're yep. yep. We're recording things on the Zoom. When I hit record, the key yeah. thing is that I hit record, right? Because I know that one of these, yep. I'm going to be at the end. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you know what I did? This, I mean, this could be a hot tip for you. I ready. set it to automatically record. I like the banter in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like before the record, I, I like it. So, yeah. Anyways, I just started doing that recently. I, I didn't do it before. And then, like you were saying, so you forget, and then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually, um, it is automatically set to record. And then I hit pause <laughs> in case, oh. like, for whatever. And then I yes. hit record. So it kind of works. But yeah, that's a good right. one. Yeah. yeah. We'll see hack, what happens. I guess. Yeah. Hack. Yeah. Busy, busy mom hack. 
Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, also, I have ADHD. So, like, you know, I have the memory of a goldfish. So, like, mm. yes, that's also part of it. <laughs> I feel that. I do. Um, this is amazing. Thank you. I'm like, okay, guys, after this is done, just know that Justine and I are going to meet again, and she's going to give me all the podcast <laughs> podcasting tips. I, um, don't, I don't think I have any more tips to give. <laughs> I suspect you probably do, right? When you're in it, you don't realize no. all the things that you actually know on the thing. That's but, true. Um, That's true. It is a serious full-time, not full-time, I guess, but like regular. It takes, yeah, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. I um. I like I became aware of the amount of work just by being on multiple and then I was like okay and I listened to them right part of why I'm doing this platform is because I love this platform and uh I am a member I know I have memberships with a few different like business you know communities that have like the kind of information like a master class on how to start podcasts so I kind of went through those different ones and pulled together like what made sense and that helped me like go through like okay this is where i get intro outro music this is doing yeah. the thing this is suggestions for an intro like right. yeah so very much it was culminated. but you don't even like you can find that on google right like i just happen to have like those resources so if someone's like oh i need yeah. a part of membership no no you can get you can have a whole business run by google it just takes longer right that's yeah. why when people you know, people pay for like coaching services and stuff. It's because you're streamlining and you're increasing the time frame of which things are going to be accomplished with an extra set of eyes, right? Like you can yeah. do the thing all on your own. Google can right. get you where you need to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's I love true. it. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's, let's promote your podcast. You've said it a few times so people know where they can listen to you. Where's your podcast? <laughs> yeah, my podcast is called Dance Careers Unfiltered. And it is part interview, part tips and tricks on industry guidance. I love it. And Dancing. so I'm sure everybody who's listening, you know, you have dancers in your life that you are helping. So that's very informational. Like, right, you can never learn too much in all the areas. <laughs> That's so good. Where can where can people find you to keep following you and getting more wisdom from your life? Yeah, it's all about the gram for me. So same mentor management, which is mntr.mgmt. That's my Instagram handle and also my personal account. If you want to get into that one, mm -hmm. it's just my full name, Justine Mentor. Mm -hmm. E, not not mentor. <laughs> um thank you so much like this has been so good yeah. and i have one more question for you yeah i would love to know what it means to you to be the ceo of your life and business it means that i'm in charge mm -hmm. you know i can make the decisions i have the agency to run my business and my life the way that works for me and me alone so simple yet so powerful and true it's so good yeah so good thank you so much justine for being here today i really enjoyed chatting with you likewise thank you for having me thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the dance ceo podcast where aspiring or established dance business owners and entrepreneurs learn to become the ceo of your life and business if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and rating. To stay up to date and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me, your host, on Instagram at the Dance CEO Coach. Until next time. <laughs>